Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Don brings us a sermon titled, The Good Shepherd, from John 10, 11 through 16. Scripture is read by Judy Watson. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Wonderful God, our great shepherd, uh, you abide with us always. Help us be mindful. When we're lost, when we're wandering, when we're struggling especially, may we count on the great promises of your word to us. And even now, as a shepherd, would you fill me up for this wonderful flock as well as we spend some time in your word. Amen. So this must be, and I'll get to the John text in just a few minutes here. Uh, This must be the most famous scriptural passage, right? I mean, we share this with Jews. I can't tell you how many times I've had to read this at funeral service, as everyone always wants uh, Psalm 23. Uh, We think of this metaphor, this great metaphor is Jesus as our shepherd, and you and me as uh, beloved sheep. I loved Allie's comments this morning with the kids' familiarity with their goofy uh, little lamb. The sense of comfort that people want to hear, especially in times of grief and loss and confusion. It's a remarkable psalm uh, that suddenly turns rather dark, doesn't it? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there's no stronger image in all of Scripture. And then this extra disturbing to me also, you prepare a table before me. That's great news, right? That's how God prepares for us. That's how God Uh, feeds us we often forget that next line uh, even in the presence of my enemies Um, God's love for you and me this shepherd recognizing uh, the dangers the loss our feebleness our confusion and yet this care Uh, Psalm 23 uh, what a presence Uh, they call this in the lectionary actually uh, shepherd Sunday and because it pairs Psalm 23, our favorite psalm, our favorite poem, um, with this out of John chapter 10. And I should say first, of, the, of all the Gospels, it's John alone that back in John 2, 3, uh, where the baptism happens. Um, Jesus comes in right before the Holy Spirit. John says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Interesting, other gospels don't feel the need to include that title for Jesus of this cuddly little lamb, this, as we know, cuddly sacrificial lamb. 
And then in John alone, also in chapter 10, when he's talking to the disciples, he says this, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now the hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And we can imagine that. We can imagine the danger, uh, the unreliability of a hired hand. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand uh, does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And then this extraordinary ending this morning. I have other sheep. This is anytime you get confused with John's exclusionary tendency of all the gospel writers, a little paranoid, a little focused just on our community and those darn Jews are outside. Keep in mind this out of John 10. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. And you can imagine the disciples saying, wait a minute, where are they? I thought we... Wouldn't we rather just be Jesus' favorite sheep with no one else? Um, I have other sheep that did not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Wow. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. We go from exclusionary to universalist in this passage. One flock, uh, one shepherd. Our good shepherd knows and loves us because he knows us. And what I love about this as a musician is, and we know the shepherd by his voice. Uh, More on voice and how to listen in just a minute. We know the shepherd by the voice. I have other sheep, um, but we want to be listening. Shepherds, you, my friends, are getting a new shepherd pretty soon. Um, Talking with Session, uh, my last Sunday with you is going to be the end of May, May 28th. Memorial Day weekend. Um, Believe it or not, it's a good idea to have, and by the way, where's Katie? The PNC is doing such good work. They're ahead of the curve. Uh, We're so pleased for what they're doing. We don't want to rush them. And uh, Session and I have been talking about the timeline, and here's what's going on. Believe it or not, well, first, some churches take a year, a year and a half in transition. We've got to... He will go nameless, and please don't go look on the website. We have a guy at a church in our Denver Presbytery and is uh, coming up on two years of an interim. That's not an interim. There's something else going on there, all right? I think a year is plenty and maybe too long, so we've been invested in shortening that period of time in this new day and age. Believe it or not, you kind of are well-served to have an interim for the interim. <laughs> you really don't want me here and then the very next week your new pastor you'd like to leave a little gap so that's what session and I are working on and what's also true is you want to have some variety in the pulpit and some different voices so this uh, and we thought summer is a perfect time it's going to feel a little like last summer frankly you got some different folks in the pulpit Jordan rotating through and the promise of your new shepherd uh, coming in um That's the schedule. It's good to have different leaders in worship. You'll probably have Dee Cooper, our Presbytery exec. She preached here last August before I came. It's a little bracketing piece as you prepare for a more permanent shepherd. 
I was thinking about this. One of the, one of the fanciest meals I've ever had uh, was at the Capitol Grill in Denver. Anyone been to the Capitol Grill in Denver on the, on the 16th Street Mall? Fantastic meal. The courses were a little confused, right? We, we started with some soup, which was great. And then rather than salad, the main course came, which was fine. I'm, I'm just a hungry guy. This looks good. And then after the main course, then, then there was salad, and I was waiting for the chocolate mousse, but then there was cheeses and grapes and things. I was a little confused by this multi-course meal and between it, delicious, delicious. As a matter of fact, even as I say this, I was at the meal, uh, and this memory is with the, the pastor nominating committee from Genesis Church in Littleton when they were, we got to romance them a bit, Katie, when they come and you take them out, you take them to a nice meal and we make us all look good and we talk us up and we, uh, in between a couple of the courses, they brought a little cup, a little, for the life of me, I think it was a little cardboard cup, the same kind that if you've ever been in oral surgery or in the dentist, when they want you to take a pill, they, they come and they bring this, and, I, what if? and they, they pop it because they don't want to just hand you the, it was the same cup, only in this cup, do you know what was in this cup? It was a little, a little weak sherbet, and I thought, this is, this is dessert? Because I'm a little confused by the sequence. This is it, this is, and of course, in this little cardboard thing was this little, uh, it's a palate cleanser. It's to wash away what's been before, to get you prepared for what, that's me. I'm the little cup, all right? You look at it and you think, I don't know that I could make a meal of this, frankly. Isn't there, isn't there something better coming later on? Yes! Transitional pastors, uh, interim pastors, are the palate cleansers. We're the ones that bring you from one course to a next. Um, how to listen, lastly, uh, to a shepherd. It's not easy listening. Listening takes work. We forget that. We underestimate it all the time. Uh, we spend less and less time in culture, especially once we're out of school, having to sit passively and listen to someone do whatever they're doing. Um, it's a good variety, but it's work. It's work. Our Lord has words for all of us as our shepherd. The way, of course, you learn to listen to Jesus in your life is to spend some time I hate to be as pedantic as to say this, but the reality is, if you're not in worship regularly, how are you going to recognize his voice? How will you know the kinds of things that God says to your life if you're not in worship? Because in worship is how we practice. In silence, in song, in scripture, in reflection. How will we know the kind of things God's saying to us, just on our own, we won't know as well. I'd have to add also as an educator that uh, if you're not spending any time in Scripture other than the few verses we have time to read on a Sunday morning, that's a problem. We have this vast treasure of how God speaks to us and most of us spend zero time in Scripture outside this room. We've all, I know we all have Bibles. They're all on our shelves. I, I get it. I get it how to train ourselves 
to listen, to be disciples, so we would know the good news, that presence. Because when the valley of the shadow of death comes, and it comes when you don't expect it, you know this, it comes when you don't want it, that's when you need the words. That's when you need the wisdom. It helps also to be in a community where you can talk faith. Merely being exposed to what others have done is not enough. It helps to be in a scenario where you can discuss your faith in Bible study, in a small group, in a conversation. It's a big room to have a conversation in. The way we learn the kind of things God says to us, our good shepherd, is actually by hearing it in someone else's life when we see them in the valley of the shadow. Or when we hear them suffering because their table, their very nice table has been set, but it's in the presence of their enemies. And we hear their testimony of how good God is to us, what our shepherd comes through with, the surprises and delights. How can we know to listen? The sheep, Jesus says, they know my voice. Wow. God is often silent. God is often silent, too, too often if you ask me. But the sheep know my voice, and so they come to me. This one who uh, lays his life down to be with us in the valley. Psalm 23 is not, so my life is better because I'm a Christian. Psalm 23 is, my life is hell, but I got someone with me. I'm not better looking or richer, but I got someone who walks in the valley with me. And I'm starving sometimes, but I've got people who join at table with me and I know where to go for food. That's the promise. We turn it into something else. And I think it's that two-sided promise that, that grievers especially know and why they want to hear it at the graveside. They know my voice. There's one more time, of course, where John talks um, listening about the shepherd, the Lamb of God who gets baptized, the shepherd who says, I'm with you, I'm the good shepherd. Listen to my voice, my sheep know me. And that comes to fruition finally uh, at the tomb. We're just finishing up on resurrection and you had a wonderful, I didn't, I wasn't there, you're the other night uh, with uh, Theology on Tap discussing the nature of resurrection, um, physical versus spiritual, that tension and the richness. Mary's weeping at the tomb and doesn't recognize him. That's only in John. What's the nature of the risen one that he doesn't look the same? What is John trying to tell us? that one of his best favorite disciples is this close to him and doesn't see him for who he is. Sir, assuming to be the gardener, if you know where they've taken his body, could you tell me? I'll go take care of it. And when does Mary know resurrection in her life? It's all the voice. Not until he says, Mary. 
John's taking us right back to the 10th chapter. My sheep know my voice. It's not looking at him. It's not touching him. She hears her name called. Brothers and sisters, you and me both, in trial times of our life, in times of transition for churches and congregations, in seasons changing as we slowly turn towards summer, how will we know when our eyes are blinded by distraction and busyness, when our hearts are broken from valleys, when we're sick to our stomach maybe because of whose God has seated us at the table with. You have set a table before me. Couldn't I be at the kids' table in the other room? Nope. Community is this. We're all together. That's how it's designed to work. And we'll know the hope of Jesus Christ. Because even in our darkest moments outside those tombs, we'll learn to recognize our own names, especially on his lips. Amen. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, May you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.